0: all right we're going live brother okay. all right get ready get ready because uh brother brooks taking too long you know i i, I don't understand Br- brother brooks is taking too long so uh we get ready to go ahead and go live all right welcome welcome to health is wealth I'm your host, Christian Varner, and I have a special guest and maybe one more joining us who happens to be running a little bit late, but uh, this is, I'm going to let him introduce, you, introduce yourself, brother.
1: Man, I am the one and the only. <laughs> you might know me by Jose Rose. You might know me as you getting us extra reps. Tell them uh, where you man. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm Joel man. Mom, I'm, I'm Joel World. How y'all doing? Uh man, I've known Christian for man, double digit years. I can't even count, man. Too long, uh, man.
0: Too long. Too going long, back man. to
1: playing baseball, rec baseball, uh into adulthood, man. You know, we watched each other kind of grow up a little bit, mature into men. And, um, uh, yes, yeah, that's my brother. That's my brother from another mother.
0: Amen. 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 <clears throat> Amen. Well, uh, coach Brooks is late. So we're going to, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and we're going to continue our podcast. So tonight we're going to have politics of sports, right? So we're going to jump right. We're going to jump right into it. I'm going to ask you the question, man. What are your thoughts about the NBA and their, uh, postponement of games and, uh, well, they're playing now, but what do you think about that move, man? You think it was good, was it smart?
1: Oh, well, I think it definitely was smart. I definitely will say that, um, especially at the time uh, sports betting had been going up and just in that realm, if you're in that realm, um, mm-hmm. FanDuel, all of those little avenues, mm-hmm. um, it was starting to increase. Money's starting to flow a little bit more now. I know there's still a lot of unemployment in the country, but money is starting to flow. Um, yeah, yeah. stock market's starting to move. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a great move. I thought it was, it forced people who were into, into that realm, into those things, to actually stop and say, man, okay, what's really happening? Mm-hmm. So politically, I thought it was a good move. Just to bring awareness and to bring light to what's going on in the world.
0: Respect, respect. Yeah. Well, they 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 basically boycotted or they canceled the game for the shooting. I believe the gentleman's name is. Let me not let me not misquote it. What is it? Jeff uh, Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin.
2: So mm-hmm. he was shot
0: seven times, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. So I believe that entire situation sprung up from that. Um, you know, they've been really having a lot of political moves in sports, period. You know, my question is, do you think we should separate politics and sports or should we continue
1: to mingle the two? Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say we should separate politics and sports. Because at the end of the day, we have to realize that these athletes are human beings. Yeah. and and their stage is using their athleticism to bring entertainment to the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we can't be mad when they want to use their stage to make political statements to bring enlightenment or bring light to masses of masses of people who May not be aware of what's really, really going on. Yeah, um, you using know, their it, voice
0: for a positive cause.
1: Yeah, using their voice definitely for a positive cause. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have conversations every day with people who aren't, um, who aren't African American, people of color, mm-hmm. and they have no idea about what's going on. They have no idea about the things that are afflicting our communities. However, they knew, they do know who James Harden is they do know who LeBron James is. So if it takes LeBron James or any other athlete, you know, even when you talk about Major League Baseball, um, they postpone some of their games, you know, even if it takes these athletes Mm -hmm. stopping their play to raise awareness, Mm -hmm. to use their voice to raise awareness, I'm totally for it.
0: You think it's a a smart political move?
1: I I think it's a smart move. I don't think it can hurt, honestly. I think it's very, very smart.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I do, too. I do, too. Honestly, I think think it's very smart. I mean, you have a lot of followers. You have influence, unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, as we know, all kids watch sports. All kids know who LeBron James is, who probably don't know who, uh, you know, who's running for president. Let's just be real. Right. Now how but but sometimes for me it feels like they overlap like i feel like sometimes there is no separation politics to me look like it's starting to turn into entertainment that's kind of why they're to me i see they're developing well they're attracting the same following you get what i'm saying because it's it's starting to be entertainment i don't know if there's really a clear difference between the two right now
1: well I can definitely see what you're saying that honestly, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people think that our current president has made has made it entertainment, has made mm. politics entertainment. Mm. Um, you have to remember, you know, the first time I mean Donald Trump has been on the scene for a long time. However, mm-hmm. he entered that realm of reality TV when he had his show The Apprentice. And in today's culture, in today's society, any, whether it's positive or negative, we call it trending. As long as you're trending, any, any publicity is good publicity. So now you have, now you have a lot of politicians who are not in the lane of politician, being a politician, being a public servant, more so, oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get likes, I'm trying to get views, I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to get hurt. And in our society and our culture right now, the best way to be heard is just to be trending, just to be, you have to be entertaining. You have to catch the people's eye. If you're not catching the people's eye, you're not, you're not going to get your agenda across.
0: So is all attention good attention?
1: Saying no all attention isn't good attention mm-hmm. however our culture and our society we live in today now says all attention is good attention it's
0: marketable i mean
1: i mean these
0: brands are paying for who's getting the most attention
1: it is and yeah.
0: that's the, and and, and for what i see is the, the political parties are recognizing that and that's why they're trying to get behind you know these major people like a cardi b because there yeah. are so many followers on Twitter that if they say vote for somebody, more than likely they'll vote for them, not even understanding any of their, you know, any, anything that they stand for, any of their political pushes or anything they did prior to being a candidate for
1: presidency. Right. Well, see, the thing we had to realize about that is that's something that has always been happening. I mean, you think about um, uh, going back to in, in the black church, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these politicians, you will never see them in the community. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. they're, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone because yeah, there yeah. are a lot of people, people who are politically astute. However, mm-hmm. the masses, the majority, um, you will have no idea who, who the politicians are. You have no idea what their agenda is. You have no idea how they're trying to help, how they can help our community. However, mm-hmm. They come. They show up to the church. They show up to the church when it's time to get elected. We can even go back to the days of. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm from Baltimore, so Martin O'Malley, you know, um, mm-hmm. Martin O'Malley coming in, in, in a in a major, predominantly black city, becoming mm-hmm. a white mayor, Democratic mm-hmm. mayor, to be elected in a major, uh, in a major uh, city that is ninety mm-hmm. percent African. American? Hmm. Then, what was his political agenda? How did he even help our community? Because to me, our communities never got better. I, I honest, honestly, over the years, I've just seen our communities get worse and worse and worse. And it's about entertainment. It's about let me go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make this look good, you know, so I can get, so I can get what I want, and ultimately, that's elected. So. You look at donald mm. trump mm. reality TV star
0: yeah I mean, and that's that's there you go that's what it's become and i don't know if trump ushered that if, if president if president trump ushered that in i'm not sure um mm-hmm. because it was becoming a lot of entertainment prior to that um, mm-hmm. you know the older that you get i gotta i gotta say that uh most people who are great at, you know rhetoric are probably the best liars you've ever seen yeah, because authenticity has nothing to do with the words that you speak. Right, you just be- you just have become magical with words, but authenticity is something that you show, and it's a, it's like a feeling you get around people. They can sound great, but how they feel is 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 what brings authenticity, which makes you feel safe. You know, you 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 know, it's a it's a spiritual thing. Yeah, Coach yep. Brooks, what's hey. up, brother?
2: Uh, I, Man, welcome I was, to the show. Was, <laughs> I was, I was, hey, was, how you doing, Coach? I, hey, how you doing? You know how you know you know how the kids
0: get you. It's, it's all good. So look, we're in the topic already. Um, mm. Joel has basically gave his fuel. We're gonna try not to stay for an hour and a half tonight. Uh, I'm okay. not trying to get Joel in trouble, and I'm not trying to get in trouble. We all got wives. Stop playing. Stop playing. Okay. <laughs> but check it out. So what I asked Joel was, how did he feel about the N- the NBA protesting mm-hmm. and not having their game? And of course they're playing now, but they protested that game. I mean, how do you feel about that? you like, do you think it was a smart political move or do you feel like it was just a game
2: or, you know? It, it was personally, personally because the plight of the black community right now, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think you might've saw a book that I posted up online and I just started reading. It was called 100 Years of Lynching. Mm. And that, oh yes, yes, book, yes. I posted that book. I got it from my neighbor. That book is very graphic, and the things that are in that book are mm-hmm. actually—they're still happening today. Mm. We're still being lynched. Mm. We're still being—we're still Elaborate being lynched. It. We're still being lynched by the police. We're still being lynched. If, uh, if uh, during this pandemic we had mm. these unexplained suicides mm. in different states. But nobody even in my state down South Philly, which was very quiet on the news, you know, very quiet. So, you know, I I understand what the what the NBA was trying to do. I understand what it was trying to do, but because we're in this position and a lot of people don't understand, and even even white America doesn't understand the Mm -hmm. um their their brutality, their mindset and, and how, they have re, how they have constructed the America in which we live in, mm. it, it tells you exactly who is the violent people. Mm. It tells you exactly who's the violent people. It tells mm. you exactly who's, who's, who's on drugs. It tells you exactly who, who uh, participates in pedophilia, uh, incest. It tells you all those things. None of them have mm. to do with black. But the thing is, I I understand what they were doing, but this thing got so many levels to it. And I've seen people argue about, well, you know, about their voting, about the voting rights, about voting, Mm -hmm. and if their vote counts. I've been seeing that conversation going as well. I mean, I understand what they're doing. I'm also seeing what some of the owners are saying for the NFL whenever they come back around. Some people still don't understand why Black Lives Matter. And until, until Black Lives Matter, then, cause we're not part of all lives. Just by me reading uh, over you know those years of lynching, a hundred years of lynching, which is still going on right now, dude, it was the depictions in that documentary book, the depictions, because you're reading it and you're, you're gathering a, a picture in your head about somebody being burned to the stake. You're getting your a picture in your head where you're burning on the stake. You're innocent because they had a lot of times where the mob would just come get you. The mob would come if you got arrested, they would just come get you and take you out and do what they want to you. Um, you know, this, this stuff is still happening now, but the cops are doing the lynching and they're getting away with it. They're getting oh, away with it. Oh, so if, oh. if, if <laughs> hey,
1: hey, uh, so, Coach Brooks made a really, really good point there, um, And I, I want to go back to him talking about voting. <clears throat> because I was having, and I'm having these conversations now. Um, mm. Because I was definitely one of those people who would say, my vote didn't count. Mm. I don't see the point of voting. You know, people are only going to, they're only working for their political agenda as it is. Um I definitely was talking about Illuminati, you know,
2: right.
1: back in the days and you know, the top top two percent um that run the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I and I do think some of that is still true today. However, we can't, and I and, and this is my, my wholehearted belief, we won't see true change in our communities until we realize the power of our vote. Mm.
0: Now, oh, okay, so good. I'm glad you went there. So that's oh, a so part of the. Go ahead, go ahead. Me, me,
1: so, so go even ahead. man, I love, I love, I love the political statement that was made mm. by the NBA players and the athletes. I mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. I love it. But at the end of the day, is and, and this is just my my belief. Mm-hmm. You know, I know LeBron James's home was vandalized in, in California, but he lives behind a gated house mm-hmm. with security guards. If LeBron James is driving down the street and he gets stopped by the police, nobody nobody's going to say it and I'm talking about now. Now mm-hmm. LeBron when he was in Akron, Ohio, coming out in high school, you know, might have been a different story, but even the stories I've heard, I mean, mm-hmm. he was celebrating between him and Maurice Claret, they were like Mr. Ohio's, mm-hmm. you know, but oh, yeah. all of that correct. to say. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people forget about him, but all of that to no. say is I can stop by the police, man, and I have a different level of, I have a different level of fear, mm-hmm. even though I did nothing wrong, even though, you know, I understand like, hey, you know what, hands on the steering wheel, I've done already pull all of my things out before the cop pulls up. Now that versus somebody that has the stature of a lot of our NBA athletes and NFL athletes. I, I you know, I, 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 I understand the political statement, but you're so far removed in my opinion now from what's really happening in the streets. I applaud coming. You to come and give money to our communities and and because it's needed. Mm-hmm. but you're so far your status makes you so far removed from that everyday experience of african-american men, men boys men women mm-hmm. in our communities so
0: how does that happen how do you get so far removed from the grassroots of where you come from are we still talking you- about a uh, systemic system that us, it creates systemic racism or it, it puts young black athletes who become successful in a, in a place where no one around them looks like them is that a system that does that
2: yeah yeah i mean the same way i just want to go back because i also same thing with the police mm. um i told the kids i remember when i was just starting out driving greek picnic up at fairmount park here in philly um you know i had a cop He just was going ballistic white cop. He Mm -hmm. dives across my hood like he was TJ Hooker, you know, and he's screaming and howling. Or I remember the times when me and my friends would be down going to the gallery, the -hmm. gallery mall in Philly. And um, I got stopped because I look like somebody. Mm -hmm. I look like, and then after they checked me out, you know, they said, I fit a description. Come on now, fitting descriptions.
0: What is that? What does that mean? Right, yeah,
2: with, yeah, you know, fit a description. You yeah. know, and I think a lot of times here's here's what happens, I think, sometimes. And and I so and I told somebody this too, growing up in Southwest and being in North Philly, you know, once you start making your moves, you wanna leave. You wanna mm-hmm. get out. You wanna yeah. get same out. Thing,
0: same thing in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. You want to
2: get out. You want to get out the hood. You want to get out. And when you get out, you know, you're trying to do something a little different for you and your family. Mm. So you you are removing yourself. Yeah. You are removing yourself. But then again, you have to, you have to stay in, you have to keep it in perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm able meaning. to now, meaning that now I might, I may have a little bit more resources than I had before, mm. but I also have to understand where I came from and not and not get caught up in the rhetoric or the traditional things that they do with us when they use us as athletes, mm. you know, because that whole contract thing is, re- I mean, sometimes these guys, some of the young guys, I remember when Chris, remember when uh, Chris Carter used to have his symposiums yep. for the NFL. Yeah. You know, he got guys, in trouble. Yeah. But, but remember when he had them, Remember how them young guys did not understand the language of the contracts coming in? They didn't yes. understand a whole lot Man, of things going on. And they still don't. And I always liked what he, when he did that because some yeah. of these guys, they get locked into a contract that mm. is going to uh, not produce them enough resource money, enough mm. money for Long money. what they do. Long money, right, because everything yeah. seems short. And then I look mm. at some of these guys who elect to have you know what they used to call it uh, uh underload or overload mm-hmm. front load or back load kind of contract where you got yeah. all these incentives and all these things yep. some things you may be able to get to and some things you might not be able to get to majority because, you won't right and you and you were in the nfl so you, you already know, know you you know how those contracts are the structured. only thing that's
0: guaranteed is your signing bonus that's it
2: mm.
0: other than that right everything else is incentivized right. now On the business side of that conversation, you got to understand going into this that it is a predatory business. Right. Sports and paying athletes to perform as an entertainer, if you are an entertainer on the stage and art and theater, they're all the same thing as entertainment, right? You're performing. You train to perform on a day, right? It's a predatory business. Ain't nobody doing that to not make money or lose money. They're doing it to make money. So they can't pay you but so much because they got so many other people to pay. But right. if we if we ever get to the logistics of it and understand like business at another level, these businesses are making money on so many levels that it will blow mm-hmm. your mind that you thinking about seats, you thinking about ticket sales, you thinking about cable. I'm talking about the world been fast forward past that. Right. Okay, they're, they got it, they got phone contracts now with cellular companies, like they getting money from places you're not even thinking about. So the fact that the contract is not restructured for more when they're making more money than they've ever made as an NFL or NBA or anything, because the internet, podcasting, every kind of internet service, Spotify, everything, they are right. all putting up big money to be able to have some kind of subscription service with these major sports. And that's where the money is on the back end. Because we're still thinking 10 years ago. The internet sped things up. So 10 years is really like a year or two in today's time because everything's so fast. So these athletes are negotiating wrong, right? We're all behind, especially college sports. College sports is so far behind that this was bound to happen with people playing, not playing, and it just took a pandemic to expose Mm -hmm. a wound that has already been there. That wound has always been there. Athletes always been talking about possibly getting paid or having benefit or restructuring how the business is done at the collegiate level. Because it's just too much money going around for it to be
2: structured that way. It's it just too much. A lot of money. It's a lot so we got to restructure that whole thing. Yep. But, but now, just like you said, they're not willing to do it because you got AT&T, just about every phone service is involved with, with Come on, the, with the college and the sport. Come and on. Then just, just like you said with the subscription service, XM Satellite. You know you can get X Y if you get XM satellite. I know but we talk, got it when we we got our. You talking a whole another you know, level.
0: Like, you you yeah. see 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 you talking a level of business knowledge where we think that that is common sense. But let me tell you, it's not because someone's gonna pay you an extra million dollars in your contract where you need to say, I don't want more money. I need shares. Right. I, mean, Put some I shares need some shares in my contract. I need long what? money. I need that I money, need- money that when they air this a hundred times. In the mm-hmm. off season, I'm getting residual. I'm getting a right. check. See, that's big boy talk. That's another level of talk that you ain't even thinking. You're thinking about money when inflation is happening.
2: Right. So
0: that $20, that $100, that million dollars is not going to buy the same things it used to because inflation right. is happening or deflation. So either or, it's affecting the how that fiat is effective in the market. But your contract is based off that. But we need to start talking about long money stocks right into a uh, make think about this I, I gave my wife a suggestion i said what if these athletes are part of not paying them was uh, mm-hmm. giving them every year that they, they they became like uh you know you letter every year that you play or that you're uh, a contributing player to a major sport right. let's not right. pay them let's right. let them graduate with shares of this university
2: and you know that's long money right there i'm that's, gonna give you
0: a certificate
2: that's Showing you for paying it for playing at this school
0: making us money I'm giving you shares see that's big boy talk
2: that's big boy talk because that's a legacy that's a legacy you can't, your, you can't blow that. that's a legacy for you that's a legacy right. for your family if that's you a, if, if you die if you pass on so, that's a legacy so, for your family so so
0: you telling me that I'm the only person that thought of that no sir no sir someone has already thought of that Long oh, yeah. ago. But that's the conversation that they don't want to have. That really? every athlete should leave that school that has contributed to building that school with some shares. Right. Because they dedicated their life four or five years to building a program. They need shares. Mm-hmm. The NFL athletes who build those teams, it's not enough mm-hmm. to just have uh to have NFL pension. I need right. some shares. Right. I need to be able to leverage against debt if I want to go do something in life and say, I got shares the right. NFL and I would like to acquire some money and leverage myself in some debt to start this business or buy this building. See that's yeah. a whole nother conversation. But before we go into the business strategics <laughs> of this, because this could go a whole, because my mind is racing when we when we get to talking about that paper. <laughs> <I
1: know.
2: laughs> Man, that's a good idea though. You know it's true. Though.
0: That's a lot you know it's true. Really
2: good
1: idea.
0: Brother that's a it don't it it, it 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 does not help to give cash checks or something spendable to someone who's financially illiterate. Ooh. Right. You don't change your community that way. The way they you change your community don't. is by giving them long money that can grow by the time Over that they time. understand money, yeah, it right. will it will be worth so much more than when they got it, then they yeah, have right. access to it. We could put stipulations on it. We could say you can't touch it for five years until you get yeah. your mind right and get your plan together. Not and only then, that, they can pass it off. Come on, man. And it's going to grow. It's gonna grow. Matter of fact, you might not want to touch it at all. I just might want to pass it on to my
2: children. Yeah, right, right, Right? Treat it it like a trust fund. This is not even. I don't even need this. So this is for my son and my daughter because I got, I got my other monies. I got my other monies available, and I don't need this. This money here. This is gonna help them, and that's that's your legacy as a parent or as a man. That's your legacy you just left for the kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes,
2: this is true. So look.
0: You know, a, a good friend of mine uh, who, who works at uh, the media department, well, he used to work at the media department at the University of Maryland, uh, Mark, he posed a good question because he was saying that basically only 10 to 15 schools are actually turning profit. We know that those are the major universities and the major conferences. Right. We know that a lot of the money is coming from a share. So the way it's right. structured, if you don't know, you got the Big Ten Conference, why you would wanna be in a big conference, right? They split shares at the conference. You wanna be in the SEC, cause they gonna make money. The Big Ten, they got the Big Ten Network all right, these schools are going to split shares, right? Certain schools don't really bank like other schools. We know that. We know that a Missouri and the SEC is not breaking like Alabama, you know, or certain schools. We know that they're not even on the same level when it comes to economics, but they share share in the revenue pool. But what he's saying is it's 10 to 15 schools that are actually turning a profit a year, Um, which is true. But if the athletic director you know, uh, has the bank account on zero, there won't be no shares to pay. Now, there is a side of that. I agree that there has to be balance. Like with change, radical change, sometimes things will be upset, which causes us to go back to the drawing board to Mm -hmm. figure this out differently because it's just too much money going around. It's too many people that are entertained by it for us not to develop a formula that is effective for profits to be received because if a coach can get 50 million dollars guaranteed but he Mm -hmm. can renege and leave that job and -hmm. go get a bigger job but that kid can't transfer without penalty or losing a year we have a problem the system is not it's not correct right we're just talking about we, we talk about equality yeah right equality in all ways has to show itself and that's not equal that for example to send these kids back to college to play sports when there could be an issue that they've already labeled. I don't want to say it wrong. That could come later down the road, five or 10 years. That coach who sent them out on the field won't even have that job in 10 years. Right. So it's not even his, he worried about that. Why would that be his concern? Most coaches, the turnover rate, they'll be gone. if, If politically speaking, let's just say, I'm not saying that it will, if Let's play devil's advocate. Something happens five years after a kid played for a year. Who's going to take responsibility? Anybody going to be rushing to say that was because he played so we could make some money?
2: No, they're going to look for the loophole and say, oh, that was bound to happen because, you know, after he finished playing, what's to say life didn't just affect him? You know, they're going to yes. find ways. Yes. They're going to find ways to not take accountability for anything. Agreed.
0: And, same. yep. Go ahead. And and, and and mark mark brought up another point. Uh when it, when these are valid questions from people who are who are actually in the media and been for years. Um, that's why I'm posing them because these are people who who are, who are quality questions from them. Um, he says that COVID-19 is gonna force schools to hire money managers so they won't be in this position again. I agree there should be a money manager already for these schools because I believe that there should be money managers for players who are potentially going to be pro and players who don't go pro. We got to have a plan when we leave this school. And because you hear plan, you're mandated to take financial literacy classes that when you leave Uh here, you understand investing, you understand stock market, you understand bonds, you understand how to establish contracts, you know how to enter contracts, you know how to establish a business, LLC, S Corp, C Corp. You understand the basic fundamentals into going to business to creating your own dream. And not relied on somebody hiring you. I agree. They should have money managers, not just for the school, for the players as well. Because these players are going into the world as young men with not no really. skills. No skills. No skills. Yeah. We talk, we talk because about you that. catching the football, it's, it's not a skill they're gonna hire you for. As a wow. matter of fact, nine times out of ten, we know the truth is a lot of guys have degrees and things that they don't even understand.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they go... I'm not being funny. Degree. I'm being honest. Yeah. You know I'm they, being uh, honest. You are. You it. Come took, on, they man. They took a degree. They took a degree because they needed... Their, their, the reason that they were at school was 100% football or 100%, whatever that sport was. Whatever that sport was, it was 100%. So That's pure truth. And they could not take classes that was going to really challenge their intellect and they would have to work hard because where's that time? Because for every class you take, you figure you got to put at least eight hours, close to eight hours of study time in each class. Yeah, but you only, you, only, you only know that when you do that,
0: when you've been through that.
2: You only know that when you got to
0: wake up 4 a.m. for workouts at 5 a.m. Then you got yeah. to get a shower and get to class. Then you got to lift late on that day. Then you got to watch film. Then you gotta, and then you got to wake up and do that all over. So you only know that when you go through that. But there are children on that campus experiencing college in a different way than you.
2: Yeah. yeah. But
0: again, again, those are great questions. we derail derailing. So let's get back to this NBA thing all right so all right so listen what frustrated me what really frustrated me with uh it's really testing my patience with politics and sports or like meaningful positions being given to people who are not experts in a certain field the nba has been pushing rock the boat right for- oh, yeah, I, I remember you right? posted
2: that you posted that i remember
0: so i read an article was just, it made me sit it down and walk away because I had to take a deep breath because you have to understand why people say certain things about certain communities, right? We're doing that to ourselves, right? Because you're pushing Rock to vote. You boycott because you want to make a decision. You want to have power and affect change. But then they pull your card because they did a research and 80% of the players are not registered to vote. And see, that to me is foolishness. I don't understand that to me because then it makes it look fr- like a fraud. It makes a good thing turn around on its head and look like a fraud. And who do we blame for that?
1: But we're not, but, the, but Rock the Vote wasn't concerned about, in my opinion, it wasn't concerned about the athletes being oh, registered you know to vote. It wasn't concerned about that. The concern is who are, who's looking up to these athletes? When you go mm-hmm. into and and I mean I, I, I honestly hate to say it because you know I've I've had people want me to get it on their on, on programs, mm-hmm. educational programs, or like just mm-hmm. come and like do programs, but they want to surround it around sports. I love sports as much as the next person. <laughs> but we but I mean, as we all sitting here right now, no, there's only about a handful of Kids in our community that are actually going to make it to the professional. But
0: well, so I hope you know that. A handful.
1: Who's, who's, maybe one. And, and, and that's, that's that's being generous. A handful is <laughs> being generous. But who would be, who are watching these kids? When you go into our community, kids want to be, you know, Steph Curry. Kids want to be, everybody want to be everybody but themselves, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we all been there. So when it comes to Rock the Boat, I'm just using these athletes as this is just the avenue to get to these young black boys, these young black girls, and, you know, these kids in college who know nothing about nothing. And I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people. There's a lot who know a lot about a lot, but there's a lot who know very, very minimal. Mm. So, so, now, so now I'm using LeBron to say go you know, go get out and vote, guys. I'm using stuff to say, go get out and vote.
0: But, but why is there not a person, see, this is collectiveness, not individual, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. I feel like we, in our community, we like to move like individuals. Yeah. There's no collective, cohesive unit. If you're gonna make that push, let's cross our T's and dot our I's, right? Let's make sure let's everybody, say, be right. everybody, before we go out here and push this campaign, Are you registered to vote? Are you registered to vote? If not, let's take care of that first. Then let's push this campaign because it's going to backfire on us. We're going to lose power in a good movement. It's a good movement, but it loses its authenticity, man. When 80% of the athletes are not registered to vote. Come on, guys. That should have been a stipulation before we went in the bubble. Before we went in the bubble, here's the stipulations. We must be all registered to vote. Make it happen, yeah. then we can go in this bubble before these games can happen. Because yeah. I can't look like a fraud in front of people who are already disenfranchised. Yep. Yeah. I'm representing people, the minority. I'm a voice for them, and I'm making them look bad. I'm representing a people, not myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that really, really ticked me off dog. Like I, I was really irritated because it doesn't make sense. But
2: and another what, question you, just you came got, up. You, you know but. it makes sense. You know it makes sense because once they start making the money, okay, then certain things, certain things that should not get pushed to the wayside, mm. get pushed to the wayside. Because mm. now I just changed my position. Before, mm-hmm. my family wasn't making this money. Now I'm making this money. I'm a little bit more comfortable. So rock the vote or me being registered to vote hey, is not is not family a eat. priority. Family got to Family got but it's not that big of a priority now. And now, and see, and this is where you lose. This is this is how these guys lose themselves, and they and they kind of detach from reality of what's going on. Because if you, if your parents are in your life, or you got mentors, or just you got somebody, some kind of affiliate that works on these teams, there should be somebody, a mentor, mentoring these guys through. I know, I know, you can dribble a ball. I know you can run touchdowns. But at the end of the day. I want to make sure that uh, you are right. You are full. You are 100% a full sphere young man or, you know, young man where you got everything intact. You got all your stuff. You got all your business handled. Absolutely. Okay. And they don't have that mentor guy because everybody, when you watch these NFL teams, you know, it's it's about, it's big money. It's big money. And and you can't blame them. When it's a lot of money, I would say this.
0: You don't know the temptation of money until you got it. And then you know how someone could fall for that trick or be tempted when you become a star and you got some money. It's easy to turn your back and forget about people who ain't got it or try to develop something authentically that could really help people. I'm not talking about your foundation. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not even gonna talk about the the, the, the loopholes that go with that junk. I'm talking about you just doing simple stuff. Me and Joel used to have this conversation. There is a practice facility right down the street from Randallstown High School, Newtown High School. You got million dollars $100,000 athletes working out every day. What stops them from after practice coming out to the field and throwing the ball around with the high school kids once a week? That don't take your foundation. That don't take your foundation. That don't take your money. That take your heart. That take love. That take authenticity. Because I know who you are. Yep. Right? You can't pretend because you're not here. Your money, no. It's your time. And, it's and, and something you know, you know about a level of success by being there that you have cracked the door. Now come back and open it a little bit
1: wider so somebody else can get through. And and well, the crazy part to that is kids, man, kids don't want nothing but your time.
0: They don't want your money. They don't want
1: nothing but your time. They don't want your money. They don't want, you. I mean, in, in today's time, nowadays, you know, you might have 12 kids on the field and because of social media, you will have a slew of people pulling up just to say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, uh, Ed Reed came out, Ed Reed was yada yada and, and then it goes crazy. So I get that part. I totally get that part. But I do. it doesn't take, you know, and, and I and I noticed that a lot of these athletes, man, um, a lot of them, they try to go through their do stuff through their foundation or do stuff through the team, you know, and, 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 and I'm There's not saying
0: that gets people paid.
1: Right. Right. Like it's, it's, it's all about my time. And I understand that because people use up athletes, they use them up. So by the time I get to the league, now I'm already like, man, well, shoot as a rookie, I did this. I ain't getting no money for it. Now I'm trying to, but it takes nothing, man. Uh, Something. Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, and, and, and I'll and call it the Baltimore Ravens training facility is maybe 10 minutes, maybe if 10 that, minutes from, from, that, from, the, from the local high school. You know, how many of those kids in Rattlesown
0: High School met them?
1: Uh, hand. Maybe went I, to I, a game. Maybe got I some can on, I, I can honestly say, I don't know any. Hmm. I, unless, you went, unless you went to a camp, Unless you was at a camp or you got invited to, you know, a, a Nike camp or, or some type of athletic camp because you were being looked at to play on the next level. I don't know any. I don't so, know any. So, so
0: there's nothing stopping people from doing that. And that's the authenticity we talking about. Like that's, that's the trueness that is needed from a heart
1: space, not a pocket right. space.
2: Right.
1: Um, but see, but- that, that's where it goes. That's where it goes back. And I, real quick, and I'm going to let you go But that's what goes back to when I say some of these athletes, once they get to that level, that status, they become disconnected to Mm. the everyday struggle. Hey, man, you got your family. I'm not trying to knock any of that. You got cousins. You got everybody trying to because you the one that, quote unquote, made it. But what about what about those kids that are looking up to you? You know, because they see you on TV. Man, it would Mm -hmm. go so much more to your credibility. Not just to say, oh, I started a a charter school because, man, if you really look into a lot of these charter schools, some of these athletes are starting. They are really not the best. They they, they start, and and I'm speaking from... And this is coming from educators.
0: Both of these brothers (laughs) are educators. They're not just some guy talking. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Joel is in the Texas school system and uh, Mr. Brooks is in the Pennsylvania school system. So this is coming from educators.
1: In, in San Antonio, two Hall of Fame NBA players have charter schools at, opened up their doors, named after them. Man, the teachers say they only show up when the cameras are there. Mm. And it's lights, camera action. So... Something's May not them? maybe their personal life,
0: that's now, all I know. Now,
1: guess
0: it. now to, to, to be devil's advocate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's say the other side to that there are dangers to coming into impoverished neighborhoods when you acquire wealth or yeah. some form of riches. So, we yeah. must acknowledge that there are dangers, um, yeah, yeah. you are a target.
2: Yes, but I'm talking
0: about like coming to a football practice. I'm talking about like, I'm not talking about going in the hood and in the dark, you know, by yourself, you know, must, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about simple stuff that's still safe for you, but it's really not even out of your way. Like your trip, you probably drive to your house, which is across the street from the field. Yet the kids at that school never see you.
1: Never.
0: I mean, uh, that's my opinion on it, man. So, so. Let's go back because we, we we we've been on. I said thirty minutes. We've been on here for like fifty <laughs> minutes, and my, my producer, my producer just gave me the she look. Know, miss, gave you the look. She gave me the look, and she tapped <laughs> the watch. Many How many
2: and fingers? Oh, you don't,
0: one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. The producer said, "Cut to the chase." So, all right, we touched on the NBA. We touched on politics. We touched on, is there really a difference between sports and politics? The entertainment industry is politics, entertainment. I think we kind of can agree. Um, And then the consistency of giving back to the children, not just money. We're talking about your love and your heart, right? Your time, spending time. The most valuable commodity that we have is our time. And giving that to the people that come from the areas that you came from. there's nothing that your money can do like your time nothing right Right? so we also touched on my last question accidentally but last thing what's your biggest struggles right now being educators with having children virtually learning right now what's that and i'm seeing that firsthand in my home my children are homeschooled so we didn't change the house into a school we got room. my living room turned into an office. I'm sitting in my living room right now. My wife's office is in a family room. Uh, my other family <laughs> room, my daughter's, that's her office. Uh, my, my, I mean, literally, dog. We, <laughs> we got laptops everywhere. So what challenges are you guys facing? And we'll start with you, Joel. What are you facing in Texas for educating these kids virtually? Um
1: the biggest thing that, that we're we're facing is children. A digital divide that's what that that's the technical term for in education a digital divide and what does that mean children who do not have access to tablets, Chromebooks, mm. laptops, iPad it, a technolo- technological device um, we talked about we talked earlier before we uh, before mm-hmm. we started. Just about the children knowing how to work their iPhones and uh things better than the adults do, but yes. when it comes to other technology technologies in the home, they don't have them or, or, or a video game. That's about the only other thing a lot of our students have a video game. So digital digital devices, man. That's the that's biggest issue, and 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 then after the digital devices, making sure that students have access to a strong pub a strong Wi Fi Wi connection, mm. being able to actually connect to the world. Because I mean, let's 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 face it, you know, when I think our generation was the last generation that came that's going to come up, and we really were going to have to get into the books in order to find information. That's right. Now, now I, I just go type in Google being right whatever here. search engine you choose and you, you get about 50,000 50 million hits. So um, Wi-Fi and technology man and um, you know those things could be easily alleviated or solved. Okay. I, I won't say easily, but they, they could be if people put their heads together. But um, that's that's that is the biggest issue. And then right now, I know right now because of uh, because of COVID, um, there are a lot of Wi-Fi hotspots going on around at least in Houston, going around the city, and I think uh, nationwide. But as soon as those hotspots become not free anymore, you know, then then what are we going to do? What's next? Because digital divide, and then we're talking about equity. That's the other big thing, you know, having students have equitable access to the curriculum. Well, equitable access for the kid who has has the ability to use technology is going to put them further ahead than our kids who don't.
2: Yeah, we're going through the same thing. Right now, I think next week, next week is gonna be a um, Chromebook pickup. There is a two Chromebook mm-hmm. limit, two Chromebook limit to each household, okay? And then um, students who, it's supposed to be a program set up where we have something with either Comcast or something, because we have to, we have to know what kids are able to connect or have internet access. Uh, the other thing that, we're, that some of the teachers are struggling with is in special education. Okay. How during a COVID? What about the students who are yeah. autistic and mm-hmm. who also um, who also uh, they can't get online because they don't communicate. What 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 do you do with the child that doesn't speak? Okay. Yeah. So mm. we, we have we have some special ed concerns about some of our population in our in our school district that. Are not going to do well with uh, going going virtual, and then with yeah. the kids that I have, I have kids who are you know the, the stigmatized term is always uh, students at risk. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have my hands full because I'm going to have to you know they want to have homeroom and all this other stuff, and I'm gonna have to be tracking kids down. I'm gonna have to be tracking parents down, and and you know me and the parent and the kids, really? we, got, we got stuff to do. So I'm gonna be very busy uh, come September 14th. You know, I'm gonna be very busy, like right now I'm doing all the setup up things and we have our own issues in our district, Like right? We're dealing with equity, we're dealing with um, systemic racism, uh, we're dealing with a district where we lost a superintendent who was uh, a firm believer and practicer, somebody who practiced systemic racism within our district. Mm-hmm. And with a district that has 90 percent black, there is probably less than 10 percent black teachers in this district. And the majority is all white, white male and white female. So we're, we got a new we got a new superintendent who is working, working in the right direction to help uh, change standards because he came into he, he inherited. He inherited some dysfunction in his district, and uh, we just been doing PDs every day now. All the starting this week, so, and the first couple of PDs was dealing with uh, the racial tension and everything else, man. And some of my some of my white colleagues, they are not. Some of them are not ready for this conversation. And me, I always like I always talk and I always you know go ahead and spearhead the conversations, but it's very uncomfortable for them. And I told them I was like, look. When you've been sitting in a position in a white male supremacist system and you have been sitting in the top position, you don't know what it is or what it feels like to struggle in a system that's not designed for you. The same <laughs> way we talk, about, we talk about education. We talk about history. like The same way I get tired of, of uh, don't talk about Blacks and don't start with slavery. I told them at our first meeting this week, slavery did not start. That is not our history, our history does not begin with slavery. That is incorrect. Come on. And I told him, I was like, we have to, as as a district, we have to be the catalyst of change. We can't use the textbooks anymore. So we're gonna have to use outside resources. There are many black writers, black black that are writing, male and female, writing Mm -hmm. a lot of books, writing history that has been suppressed and hidden. And they're putting it out there. So we got it, man. We got our district got a lot of stuff to do. And the biggest thing is, you know, just being uh, the racial equality throughout the district, getting rid of systemic racism in our district. And then we're working on the kids. Then we're working on the kids because uh, we try, I'm trying to, I told my wife the other day, I said, I don't understand what, what, what not, what keeps the black applicant from coming in our district for the same money that the white applicant will take. I said, what's going on there? It's something with these practices, these hiring practices that our black male and female teachers are moving away from, but okay. these white male and, and white females are taking these jobs or taking these jobs. So we talked about uh, equitable uh, hiring practice. I mean, so we got we got a lot of stuff going on in my district. You know, We got a lot of stuff going on and I, I'm very optimistic because I like, I like the superintendent. I like what he's doing and he is very, and I've had my own private conversations with him. So I'm very uh, optimistic that we're gonna have some change. Are there some, some of my cohorts, some of them through these PDs and, and things that we're doing, some of them have been saying, you know, talk is cheap. they will see it when they believe it. And I understand why they're saying that. I understand because things have been said in the past and nothing has been done. Like it's been the same old status quo, as you know, as you call it. So yeah, can I
1: can I chime in real quick? Uh, Go ahead. Hey, I I know we're trying to get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I totally 100 percent agree with what what Brother Brooks is saying. Um, I, I like to add a little spin to that though, um, on my own personal spin, in that we can't keep waiting for
2: okay.
1: public education system to educate our kids right. you know we right? we have to and i'm and i'm you know my opinion we have to raise up our children in the home and teach them what we think they need to know because i see it far too often even now Parents are relying on the teacher to do everything, and we know that. Practically raise the child. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we know teachers are human beings, but nobody's going to invest more into your into your child than you do, and that's that's a hundred. That's stone cold fact. You know, I was um, telling my fiance like, hey, when when we have children. I said oh, we are going to be in the, we are going to be on that teacher's back. <laughs> right. <laughs> why? Why but but I say this in saying that you know that teacher, that teacher, that individual will be more prone to give your child the attention. The attention, the learning, the teaching, the small group lessons that they need versus the parents who's not who aren't in, who aren't involved. So we have to take it upon ourselves, man, and start educating our kids and start getting in the communities and start doing the things that we can do, because that's the only way things are going to change. That's the only way things are going to change. You know, we have to start building. And I mean, if it takes, um, you know, I I teach in the inner city. And so, man, it, it, it. the kids from the hood, their father, when their fathers come up to the school, like the way people talk, you would think fathers are absent. And there are a lot of fathers absent from the homes. But the way people talk, you think they're not there. Now, when them fathers come up to the school, those kids look like they done seen the ghosts. You know? and, and teachers treat children different. And, and the we'll teachers father, treat children like, way different, yeah. And so yeah. you have to connect with these people. When these people come to the school, they'll be like, oh, Hey, what's up, Mr. Waters? Hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh man, you know, like you know, like, and I'm saying it to say it allows me to, as somebody that's not from this community here, it allows me to walk into the spaces because somebody will come and vouch for me. And all of that, and I'm all all of that to say is we have to start building with these within these communities. We have to start building with the people who live there so that way we can go into these spaces. We can go and have sit down meetings and talks. We can have people who who are who are also willing and receptive to learning. We can we can start to raise a little bit of the level of awareness because the only way we're going to change the community is through the child. We're not going to change it through the adults. That's we're fact. not going to change them through the adults because the adults, man, we are in our ways and stubborn. We like, man, I ain't I don't got time, but. The only way we'll change the community is through the children, man. Children, children close their ears to what they hear and open their eyes to what they see. Well, folks,
0: we're going we're gonna to end it on there. And we didn't give y'all a whole lot to think about tonight. We done been from here to there. We said 30 minutes and we didn't been on here for over an hour. That's what you know is good. And that's what you know is authentic. It's hard to even keep time. We just flow. We've had a lot of good questions, a lot of good comments come in. Um, a lot I'll go back and review some of them and answer them after this but um, I wanted to leave with seven ways to improve self-discipline right because I want to end every segment with some kind of positivity or encouragement so you can go back play this again we'll have it on YouTube believe that you can succeed and set about doing just that learn to roll with the punches get busy achieving your goals always be aware of positive elements of hope Have complete confidence in your ability to find a solution to any situation or circumstance. Keep going and growing. And lastly, be a self-starter. Do it now. Do not procrastinate. Don't wait for someone else to ring your bell. Be self-motivated. Start each day with a winning attitude. Every moment is precious. Don't waste one. You don't need an army to do it. All you need is to believe in yourself. All right, fellas. Everybody who's watching, thank you for tuning in to Health as Wealth. We'll be back with you guys next Wednesday. We thank Brother Joel, Brother Brooks, who are teachers, are administrators in the school districts of Texas, uh, San Antonio, I believe, and Pennsylvania, and in the heart of PA, correct? Philly?
2: Yeah, right outside of Philly, Delaware. Right outside Philly. of
0: Philly. Uh, these brothers are in the trenches they work with our children every day and it's good to get perspective from learners from educators uh and administrators and then we talked a little bit about sports as well um we might have these gentlemen back next week or we may have someone different subscribe to our podcast follow us on facebook instagram guys give you a handle if you got it uh, brother joel what's your uh
1: my my twitter man you catch me on twitter um, at Jay Waters one nine six two on Twitter, um, I'm gonna just give my Twitter brother. That's 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 where you gonna catch the the excellent, good
2: excellent. <laughs> Twitter is uh, at Coach T Brooks. I, I excellent, excellent, You already know it's at
0: HHT Fitness. <laughs> this video is brought to you by Bonner Productions, produced and edited. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We also are sponsored by Bam Juice. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Those names are at the names that we said, Bam Juice, Varna Productions, and HHT Fitness. Get that Bam Juice. Get that Bam Juice. <laughs> Not the Bam Juice Coach Brooks
2: did. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, you. nobody not that juice. Man, nobody <laughs> don't want that juice. That's the fire juice. That's the fire juice right there. Nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> oh, I have a had I have Y'all a had man. man you, didn't get, you didn't get the fire. The fire. I, had, I, had, I, had I the need that fire. Yeah. I need detox. I had <laughs> no, no, to no. call this man. I had to call. You don't want to have to, go to You don't want to to go to
0: the bathroom. Don't go. Just, don't leave the house for a day. Right. With that, that one, was, you got to stay uh, home because fight. the detox works. Fight. The bam detox works. You ain't going nowhere
1: for a day. No. Maybe it That's might longer. I, I, I want it. I want to try it. I want to try it.
0: Dude, you I'm going to deliver. This I'm going to send it with your next order.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i
0: had to call this All man up man, Let's get out of here. I love that right. wealth. as well. And we out. All and Jesus. Get out
2: and vote, y'all. Vote, man.